Okay, we're good. Okay, so let's we're start good. the podcast. Now. So let's start it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, the first thing we want to talk about is the social media cleanse. Oh, the social media cleanse. We're yeah. basically off social media for six weeks. Six weeks, starting New Year's Eve. That was great. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking lie. Like that was awesome. being off of social media was amazing. At first, it was hard. Like, yeah. New Year's Eve was the night that we did it. I thought we were going to do it New Year's Day. Yeah. And then New Year's Eve, like at 8 p.m., you were like, oh, I'm going to start deleting stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. Exactly. I was nervous about midnight. Like, I I wasn't ready. But then, like, you put on the pressure by just deleting everything. I feel like you just got to rip the Band-Aid off You it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to, when it comes to doing something like that. So I just kind of followed your lead. And I was like, okay, yeah, Yeah. sure. I definitely want to delete all this stuff. Exactly. (laughs) And then we did. And then it was like, okay, I think the the next day I was like, yeah, good. I don't need this. (laughs) Well, it was harder to do it for which app, like Facebook or Instagram? Oh, Facebook was easy. <laughs> Facebook's my most annoying like app, I hate I think. Facebook. Yeah. I really hate Facebook. I just I just have it for family and like keeping in touch with friends and emergencies cuz you don't really know what's going on in the world with your friends like or people that you know. Yeah. Unless you're on Facebook. I know. Basically like it's just for family to keep up with them. An actual pushing of any like project that you're doing is not really going to get a lot of like people don't like what you traction anymore. Like it used to. It used to like you could go viral on it, but now it's not really where it's. It's at. more like, for like people who have families and like regular life things going yeah. on, not for more like the creative type people. People don't really care about what you create on Facebook. They kind of do. They kind of like, yeah, good for you, yeah. um, but not really. <laughs> yeah. But if you have kids and you're like going to places and like. That gives suggestions to other families who have kids and things. I think that's great for them. That's the way they network. We just don't have kids. And yeah. it, so I'm just kind of like, it's cute. But nah. it's not really. Yeah. <laughs> so they maybe. don't care, though. Yeah. We, they don't identify with us like that. We're trying to do something. Like there was this one time uh, I was visiting my aunt in the hospital. Yeah. And um, you know how like there's always other people there and they're wondering like, oh, who are you? What do you do with your life and all this stuff? And. I talked about how we moved to Atlanta and New York and all these places. Yeah. And then my aunt's kind of looking at me like, you sound really weird, you know, because I, <laughs> I don't settle down. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know. I just like to live my life a million different ways as possible. And um, I don't like to just be in one place or try one thing. I want to try a million different things. And um, that's what's fun for me. And she was like, oh, that's great. But th- you could tell that they were just like, that's really uneasy like that's, yeah they get really nervous, nervous about for you because yeah. they're like not used to hearing people like no. take risks and chances like that like especially like in your family you know people yeah. don't really move far away like they stay not in del rio mm-hmm. shout out del rio texas shout out to del rio texas <laughs> <laughs> five minutes in we did our first shout out to i know i'm no, sorry i just had to do it no no that's cool i love del rio no it's it's good though overall like my mental health is like totally better now from being off facebook for six weeks like it's it's recalibrated some things up there like that was just distractions or just demotivating things like about social media you know that like prevented me from doing what i needed to do during a day or like wasting time just looking at a screen for no reason just mindless scrolling and that was gone (sighs) when we deleted that relief yeah Man, even just talking about it just gives me like this, like calming. Uh, yeah, vibe. <laughs> big time. No. It, the yeah, the mental health part, especially for me, um, since my mom passed away in August. If any of y'all yeah. don't know, my mom passed away six months ago, so that was like really, really, really difficult for me. And then like watching social media, especially around the holidays, I think it was like everybody with their parents and their families. And like, I didn't have that and I wasn't trying to hate on it either, but it it makes you feel like, Oh, I really don't have this. And, or people are angry at each other and you're kind of thinking like, well, why are you angry at your parents? Was that the initial reason for Cause really it was your idea to do that. Yeah. I had been wanting to do it since my mom passed away. Yeah. And so that became the motivator. Yeah. But, and then we got married in December. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know people are going to want to see the, you know, the photos and, you know, stuff like that. And people are going to need to be in contact. And that's kind of like, you know, how we were keeping in contact with everybody who was going to the wedding. Yeah. 
And then so when all of that was over, I was just like, okay, I really want to do it New Year's and like start the new year off that way. Yeah. So, but it really did help my mental health. And then I started seeing a therapist too. So that was even better. That was another buffer. Yeah. Um, but without the social media of like scrolling and seeing what other people were doing with their lives, I can finally just like sit in my life and continue to heal and go to the gym and listen to like my favorite podcasts yeah. and read um, what I, was that new podcast? That oh you were man, out? my favorite podcast right now. Yeah. Um, what is it called? It's uh, "Do You Fucking Mind. Mind." And so, if like any of you haven't heard of it, just like go to Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, and it's called "Do You Fucking Mind." It's like Alexis Fernandez, I believe is her name. She's from Australia. She's yeah. like amazing, and uh, I wish I could talk to her one day. She's so cool. It's really good because <laughs> like you were hearing, listening into the room, and I was in the living room, yeah. and like it made me stop what I was doing just to hear her. She was, hear, I was, she was saying some really good shit, so oh, like man. I wanted to hear that, you know. And, like, I felt like she was talking to me. Yeah. Well, because what she does is she talks about um, how your brain actually works, like, neurologically when you're feeling certain things, like yeah. um anxiety or depression or like when you're nervous about things or when you're not getting along with people, yeah. um, you know, she'll, she'll tell you like, not just like what you're feeling, what that means, like a therapist or anything. It's like what your brain is actually doing. So that's yeah. why I like listening to her. Cause then I feel like, Oh, I understand why my body feels this way. It's because yeah. my brain is doing this thing. Exactly. That's so. a big thing to understand. Like with mental health mm-hmm. challenges is that it's not like, always like your fault you know really it's like something going on inside of you like chemically like yeah you know what i mean that's like giving you those emotions or those like anxiety feelings you know so it's like slowing that down really gives you the opportunity to be like okay i can take time for myself to process things like really process things about who i am and what i'm thinking Instead of just being like, why is this happening to me? Why is this always happening to me? Like, yeah. why? what is wrong with me? It's none of that. It's just like, your brain's doing a thing and you can understand that and then now you can move on. So yeah. it like, kind of gets things going. And without social media, you were able to do that because you yeah. weren't like just constantly just being distracted by what's on your phone and any right. type of little bad news. Like, that's the thing that helped me a lot is because mm-hmm. like a lot of Facebook is a lot of negativity and like, even people, somebody sharing like a news story or something yeah. like, about somebody getting murdered or whatever. Like, it's something that like I didn't see when I was off of it. No. So like I wasn't reacting to like every single like bad or thing hitting the, in the share world. button. Yeah. Or yeah, spreading it easy the worse. Like people. That's one thing I don't understand is like they will share something and say this is so fucked up. Like, like you well, look at why this. Do you, yeah, yeah, like, why do you want to show me that? That's Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, like... And it makes you think twice, because, like, the other day, yeah. I actually saw a, a really disturbing story, and I'm not even going to say it now, but <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all hanging. No, nah, um, say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> no, it's terrible. So, uh, that okay. makes me really want to hear it. No, okay, no, so kidding. I'll just tell you then. We can cut this out. We, we can, can cut this out. So this lady, she got arrested for... Uh, like syrup making cupcakes. Oh, I I know what you're talking about. Okay, I, I saw that one too. I yeah. shouldn't say it. Oh no, you shouldn't See? say it. I already know what it is. It's cupcakes. Up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. If y'all don't know, just look up this teacher cupcakes. No, actually, don't. Children. We, oh, don't. don't spread no. The bad thing. <laughs> See? See? That's exactly what we're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. But anyway, so I saw the story that day. Yeah. And I was going to send it to you yeah. because I was just like, oh, my God, this is just like, but I was like, why would I send that to him? (laughs) It's really weird, right? But like, I wouldn't even. But it took a second. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we're so, like, desensitized to that. I wouldn't even think that was weird if you sent it to me. No. Because I'd be like, whoa, that's, I just know you want me to show me something. That's almost the worst part is, like, being that desensitized to it. Just like, oh, this is just another story today. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's what it does to you. So it's just mindless scrolling, mindless Mm -hmm. Seeing bad, negative, bad, negative. And then, like, it just translates to your own, like, thoughts yeah. that day. And now you just feel, like, low energy. Mm-hmm. You're not as motivated to do what you mm-hmm. needed to do that day. Like, yeah. And so that was the biggest benefit for me, not seeing the negativity, not comparing yourself to others. Ooh, not comparing yourself. Man, that was giving me such a complex, too. Yeah. Uh, especially as an artist and, like, trying to come up with ideas. You're mm-hmm. like, I, for, like, at least me. Yeah. I get stuck between seeing somebody's 
like inspiration or their work or something. And then I'm like struggling in my head. Am I actually coming up with this idea that I want to do? Or is it just because I saw somebody else or like 10 other people do these other things? And like, and I understand like we pull inspiration, like there's no like original ideas. Like I, I understand that. Yeah. But when you do it every day and you're just scrolling and seeing other people's things, it's, it makes you kind of like self-conscious about what you're going to do as yeah. a creative. It's diluted when you see yeah. other people's opinions all the time. Mm-hmm. So, on, and then, yeah. So I get self-conscious about yeah. like, maybe my idea wasn't actually my idea. So now I just don't want to do it. Cause like my thing is I never want to do what everybody else is doing. So yeah. it, it makes me like talk myself out of actually doing anything. Cause I'm like, well, this person already did it, which that doesn't even matter. And I've learned that too, yeah. but that's what was happening when I was on social media all the time. I know. And it's something that even happens to anybody because I'm somebody that likes to say, I don't really get affected by those ideas or yeah. I don't care what anyone else is doing. Right. And sure. that's true. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's like so natural to say that. And, but like, there's always going to be that time when, you know, you go and you, it hits an insecurity of yours, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, damn, this person accomplished that and I'm not where I want to be yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes you feel like shit kind of. And it's yeah. really not even, it shouldn't make you feel like shit. It's none of your business. It should make you feel great that somebody else is doing it, but yeah. it just can hit you at those times and like it can be demotivating. So. Yeah, because you don't know how long those people have been working on their thing or yeah. if they're plugged in in some way that you don't know. And, yeah. you know, you don't you don't know how other people are, are quote unquote winning. Exactly. You, know? and you don't so, really know what's all behind that. You also like don't even need to know what's behind that because like that's going to slow you down like that's not the point of your passion yeah i don't think the point of well quote unquote passion or whatever it is that you do that makes you feel alive that makes you feel happy about life like the point of having something that you do and you want to create and you want to be a part of is living in that yeah i think it's not always about like, well, I can make money off of this or I can be really successful or be a celebrity. Or I can be famous or whatever. It's like yeah. you want to be living in your your own reality and enjoying that every single day. And social media just kind of like makes you forget that. It does. It makes it like it's a competition. It's a race yeah. to who, who gets it first, who gets the most. And like the thing of it is that's a dead game because everyone, someone's always going to have more than you. Someone's always going to accomplish more than you. Always. There's no so, escaping it. It's an endless loop. If you get caught in that where you're competing with other people, trying to keep up, getting frustrated by other people's success, like that's going to just slow you down. Right. So where you're not even going to be doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. You're going to turn into somebody that just hates on other people just because you haven't focused on your and own And that's just such ideas. wasted energy. Exactly. Such yeah. wasted energy. Yeah. I used to uh, kind of be like, you know, if I see another artist or something and they did something really, really cool, but I'm hating on it. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I'd be like, <laughs> well, I would have done it like this. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, like, that's such an ugly feeling. Like, I don't want to think like that. So now I, I look at things and if I have, like, a second of a little bit of hatred or something, I'm like, wait, stop. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, actually, I'm really glad that they did that. That's really cool. Or yeah. I'll give them some type of prop. Like, wow, they've been doing this for so long. It's amazing that they were able to figure this out. If you give them compliments, it kind of makes you feel more powerful. So and that's the best thing you could do Yeah, is to uplift the person. Mm-hmm. Even you know. if they don't know it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more selfish, actually. It's like, it's kind of for you. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm down with that kind of selfishness. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's building up your own self and, like, getting stronger in your own, like, identity of, as an artist, as a creative person, mm-hmm. like, to do stuff like that. Because yeah. then you're not competing. You're seeing people as your peers and, like, you know, how can we work together better? Or Build a community. Yeah, you know, like, you want to collaborate. Instead yes. Of like, you know, become enemies with that person mm-hmm. or something like I that. I could be you your know? enemy right now. I know. like Because so. <laughs> <laughs> you play uh, piano and you're an amazing producer. And, like, I'm very jealous that you can just, like, go in there and, like, create any kind of song you That's want funny. right now. Yeah, and um, I wish I could do that. Like, Yeah. I know. It's like. But, but yet we collaborated right now. We're we on a collaborate podcast right now. You. And it's like, but the, the way you look at me doing that, yeah. sometimes I don't even think that's anything. Like, yeah. just going in there working on music for a couple hours. Like, I may not have made any things that I like, you know. Yeah. Or it might have been just 
brainstorm and trying to come up with something mm-hmm. and didn't get it. And like, but you only see me doing mm-hmm. something and it looks like I'm accomplishing a lot mm-hmm. when it's just the process. Yeah. Like, and if I can yeah. add, you know, I feel like before, you know, this plan, um, going into the six weeks of no social media, I was thinking, I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to get up every day at this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to fill in every hour with some type of project or thing. And I'm going to get back yeah. to who I was before depression or whatever it is that I yeah. was dealing with. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of kind of building a schedule or doing things, I realized that that wasn't even the most important part to be productive 24 seven. I felt like I learned that being just present, even if it was just like us watching TV together, eating a meal, cooking together, going somewhere together, and like doing absolutely nothing. There's so much pleasure in just being alive together. Um, And I'm I'm trying not to cry right now. But it, it really means a lot more when you can be present with that person and have real in-depth conversations and be open to learning about each other. I felt like we went back to the nineties when I used to like sit on my front porch swing and just like take in the day, take in the minutes and the seconds and just really appreciate life around me. I didn't know I was doing it then, but I can flash back now and be like, man, that was really cool. I could do that. I can't remember a lot of things that happened in the last 10 years because I've been on social media the whole time. There's a lot of information coming at you, a lot of stimulation, a lot, a lot. of like just bullshit too that mm-hmm. just is throwing you but You off, don't need it. That you don't need it all. Yeah. The one social media, it's not really what I would consider it, but YouTube, we did keep that. We did keep YouTube, but it's more of a resource. Yeah. Um, not mindlessly scrolling and just yeah. looking at others. I'm wanting to seek out some information, so... It's always like been the best thing to do. It's a resource. Mm-hmm. It's like a tool to learn. So just like a- any of the social medias can be that. Yeah. It's just they're not conducive to no, that. No, I think you have to rewire the way yeah. that you look at it. Because that's how I feel now. Like when we got back on social media, we've been on for like a week now. About a week, yeah. About a little bit over a week yeah. now. So since we got back on it, the whole mentality behind it was like, okay, I can get back on Instagram, but I'm not like mindlessly scrolling yeah. or feeling like I have to like validate people or myself or whatever. It's just I'm using it as a tool to be connected with people that I care about and and or sharing, you know, works of art or feelings or whatever. Whatever yeah. I want to use it for, it's my tool, it's my resource. If I want to look somebody up or like do something specific, I'll do that. But I'm not on TikTok for like, hours like i used to be tiktok was the one i was addicted to damn it tiktok i swear but um because it's so funny it's a tough one it's a tough one to get away from because it's like quick 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 you know and and when you get your for you page or whatever it's called like kind of filtered in what you enjoy i mean you're gonna be stuck there forever it's tough but now i I don't i'm kind of like that's probably like the one i'm on the least i i still haven't downloaded that one actually I'm the worst with TikTok because I just don't like it. Yeah. Because it's just, like you said, it's so quick. That well, you're this not is your in- first time actually talking on camera. I know. This is my first time talking <laughs> on camera. It's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Like, so that's just not your vibe. And that's a very, like, front-facing, like, if you're going to do anything on TikTok, you, you kind of need to talk to people. Yeah. It's not even about me recording my own TikToks, though, that was preventing me from enjoying tiktok it was the other people's tiktok you didn't like that i don't TikToks. like those i don't like quick things just well, you're very lucky. flying by my screen and i don't know what the fuck that was like i just saw you know what i mean yeah. like i just and then like i don't know I'm, I'm i like look at people like what they do without seeing what they're looking at and if you ever look at somebody scrolling and like that on tiktok and this like reacting every 15 seconds or something it's weird you're talking about me no but yeah probably no <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding well who else are you looking at <laughs> no but it's it's weird because it's girlfriend like, <laughs> no i'm not one of that <laughs> no but um uh, like it, it can no, really I know. It's yeah really it's weird. like you're laughing one minute and then like you're two crying. seconds later you're crying and then you're upset and then you're mad and then you're like you're just in taking all this data and like it's fucking getting well what's brain. strange like, about that and... i can't do that i can't like take in all that and like process all that. Well, the realization that I found is that people really like to see your pain. Yeah. Cause like I made that one video about my mom when she passed away and that was like my highest ranking video. That's like over like half a million views. And I know that's not a lot, a lot, but for me it was, it was like over half a million views and it's just people 
being sad for me. And I kind of feel guilty having that. Like I've thought about it multiple times. Like I kind of want to delete it because I mean, it's, it's, it was my love for my mom that I'm sharing, but I kind of feel bad that that's in an existence for people that it makes them sad. But that's what people gravitate towards. Yeah. Such a weird Well, it also didn't always. Some people commented that it made them reach out to their mom that day. That's true. That made me feel really It wasn't all sad, you know. It was like those people that genuinely, like, took something out of it and and took action. Yeah, they did. You know, I had a couple messages, even, like, going into my DMs to Instagram, and they were like, you know, I saw your video, and, you know, I just want to let you know, like, I spent more time with my mom today, and I just told her I loved her, and, you know, they were inspired to, you know, actually give their mothers that attention, Yeah, you know, and, and that felt good. And then I had some people reaching out to me, like, you know, I, I lost my mom, too, I can't get over it, like, how did you do that, or how are you doing it? I'm like, I didn't do that, I haven't gotten over it, but, like, you know, they and then you feel kind of responsible yeah, helping well, people heal. You shared a you shared something yeah. about yourself. That's the most intimate thing you could share about somebody is like that you know your parent passed away. Yeah, and that's a big milestone in somebody's mm-hmm. life. So anybody that hasn't gone through that is mm-hmm. super interested in wanting to know, especially at a young age. You know, I'm only yeah. 34. Yeah, and uh, you know, I feel I do feel kind of cheated out of like her not being here for you know at least 20 more years yeah so like anybody who knows what that feels like it's you know it's very unique and it's like something you just don't feel like you're ever gonna get over yeah um but yeah you know see this is this is how it goes we start rolling into sad things but i want to be happy and uh so this is one of the ways to 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 kind of move on you just move right along move right right along to the next topic (laughs) here (laughs) no it's it's just like like you said i mean and this is all things you thought about when she did pass away. Yeah. Like, it sparked a lot of things for you. So it is a sad thing, but it also helps you start a new chapter. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- now your mom's not here. Yeah. Your, your dad passed away. Yeah. A few no years parents. Ago. I'm an orphan. So it's just like you're all you got. You know, you have your brother and your, and your family yeah. in Del Rio. But they have their own friends, lives. But they have their own lives and their yeah. own worries. So. And and we don't have kids, like yeah. you said. So it's really on you to create the life you want. And what exactly. do you want? It's an open field of yeah. what you could do, you know. Yeah. And there's like infinite possibilities. And this is part it. of that journey. Yeah, I think it's like doing more creative things, getting outside of the comfort zone, like creating this podcast. You know, taking yeah. a leap of faith in different things. And now, you know, we're training for a five k. I know that's, that's really, really cool. cool too. You know, that's a new thing. I'm not a runner. We yeah. are not runners. This is the first time you've been like on a treadmill. I've never been on a treadmill, like <laughs> actually really yeah. running, you know, really not running, holding on to the sides. Like yeah. <laughs> I would do that, like yeah. warming up or something, a, but yeah. yeah, I know. I know it's like, and that's 3.1 miles, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're getting there. We're training every day. Yeah. And we got one tomorrow, don't we? Yeah. We got to run. Tomorrow's it's going to be tough. What time are we waking up now? Uh, oh, well, what time is it? Okay, so it's we're probably going to have well, no, it'll be fine. No, we got another Get hour. Like at 6.15. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, it's just taking on new challenges. Um, you know, just tr- this year I want it to be more of a transformative year. Yeah. For, for me, for us, our yeah. relationship, our first year of marriage, you know, and taking the pain that I have for my mom and, like, reusing it, refueling it into, like, something more positive and more creative and like figuring out who I'm going to be in this next, you know, era of who Teresa is. That's right. And yeah. that's why the social media thing was a great way to start it. Yeah. The six weeks. Definitely recommended. Um, I'd do it again. Right after we got pretty much to the end of that, that's when we started the 5k thing. Yeah. So it's like every six weeks we try to like do something new. New challenges every New six challenges weeks. this year is yeah. what it's about. And we're, we're going to try to set a goal. Yeah. I think, I think giving a six week challenge for whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's like eating better or, you know, taking something out of the equation, whatever it is. Yeah. The six, six week challenges. I think six weeks is a great time for anybody to like adopt healthy or good or better habits into your life. Yeah. It's not just like, <clears throat> let's do everything under the sun that's going to make me a great person tomorrow. And then you fail. You know, if you give yourself like a calendar and like, well, I'm going to do this four times a week or whatever the case is, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I am a runner. 
Oh, I, yeah. I am, I don't abuse myself with social media. Exactly. Oh, I do eat more vegetables or whatever the case is, whatever it is for you. So I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, even with the sadness, like I let myself feel that sadness and I'm just like, all right, cool. Now I got to run. So yeah, you, you don't like dwell in it. No, not for too long. You accept it, but I let myself feel it. Yeah. I don't hide it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like, I will sit there and I'll, I'll cry all morning. If I need to, if that's yeah. what I feel like I need to do, I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. I'll talk to you about it or I'll be like, you know what? Let me make a list. I want to talk to my therapist about this yeah. and how I'm feeling. It's being able to sit in it, appreciate why you feel the pain and then be like, okay, I'm okay. It's temporary and I can, I can move on to something else. What were my goals again? Or what are my standards for how I want to live this happy life? you know, reach out to people that I love or, you know, being, feeling healthy, keeping the house clean, whatever it is for you. But those are some of the things for me. And another thing too, how it affected our relationship being off social media, we could enjoy each other's time when we're just not doing anything either. Yeah. It didn't make you feel like you needed to keep up with others. So Mm -hmm. you could enjoy the weekend, you know, a date night more often. Like we, we started going out more Mm -hmm. as far as like planning things, you know, yeah. Spurs game and like just different things like that, that maybe we wouldn't have thought of to do while yeah. we're on social media. True. So, and just binging random shows. I love binging shows. <laughs> That's another thing. You know, before I used to think binging is so bad for you and yeah. all these things, but I feel like now I feel like, you know what? We need that time together Me too. because it brings up topics and ideas and like, um, like <laughs> more recently, yeah. you know, it's been more about like, shows and movies that have to do with relationships that are kind of toxic yeah which is kind of interesting because i kind of think we have a pretty healthy relationship (laughs) but we like watching other relationships that are kind of going through things to be like oh we're not like that yeah exactly (laughs) you know it's weird to see like on that show love is blind that's i love love is blind i'm so addicted to that show yeah it's so dumb but I love it. It's dumb, but it's entertaining. It's though. very entertaining. It's very entertaining. And it can, you know, it can get you sucked in there, really. Yeah. That first episode. But you know what? It's like every issue, I feel like I always go back to, they're not communicating. They're not yeah. communicating. You know, it's like, that's that could solve all the world's problems if you just communicate correctly. It's pretty much it. Yeah. And that's the weird thing that they said they're not communicating because the whole premise of the show is to communicate, communicate. before you see the person. <laughs> So the fact that they're not even doing that, honestly, is funny. But yeah, that show is... I mean, I'm not trying to judge people, right? Because what, it took us like six and a half years to really, even since, you know, the the last few months, yeah, we had to get really, really good at communicating um, some of the issues that kind of like sprung up. Yeah. And, uh, but it took six years to figure out, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't like to talk to you like that, or you don't like... You know, I don't like to hear your voice in this tone. I don't like to attack you with this or, you, you know what I mean? You learn new like, things all the time yeah. about somebody. And we're so. changing all the exactly. time. The main foundation of it has to be trust of that person, though. Yeah. And being able to open up. Exactly. Being able to open up. Mm-hmm. Being honest with them right off the bat. Not cheating. That's a big one, obviously. Big ones. On that show, the first thing that we see is a lot of issues is the cheating yeah. part of it. Yeah, that's so frustrating to me. Because I think when people cheat on each other, they're really doing themselves a disservice because when when you have a partner that doesn't cheat on you and you don't cheat on them, you have so much more like like space in your brain to do more productive and creative things. Exactly. Alone and together. Because you're not sitting there worrying about who is he talking to or yeah. you know, who is she flirting with exactly. or <clears throat> whatever the case is, you're like, Oh, we could get this thing done. You know, we can start this podcast. We can, yeah, you're you not know, thinking of, uh, I mean, that's kind of like with social media too. Yeah. I mean, people like can, be, it can be a distraction on there as far as them DMing you or whatever. DMing or, or what if, like you know, you liked a photo and now you're stalking all the photos that they liked. And, yeah. And you now, know. I'm, now I'm wasting my time looking at something and like, what what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like stupid because like, that's all just fake shit. It's all social media, not, yeah. not being real you yeah. know, shit. And that's not really. Because that photo is filtered as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that you're liking. That's funny. <laughs> that's stupid. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It is, though. It's very filtered. It's extremely filtered. And it's just, yeah. I mean, like, the main thing is 
open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with a lot of people these days. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't happen that way. And I think people are afraid to because yeah. it's a very vulnerable thing to share. It is, yeah. And you never know, especially today, thank God we're not dating. Yeah. Because I think today a lot of people don't want serious relationships. Maybe yeah. they're not into getting married, actually. Like sometimes maybe they just want to have fun. So I you never know who wants to. A lot of people let are out today trying to get married and like say they're in the mid thirties, early forties, they're kind of just doing it to do it mm. because it's like that time of their life to, that they like need the to clock do this. Is ticking. Yeah. Like maybe they have a successful career already. They've already mm-hmm. got their degree or whatever and are established. And now it's just like, they think, okay, now they're just checking their checklist mm. of their life off instead of Good like, point. because when I was like broke up with my ex here. Mm-hmm. I guess we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I know what the fuck. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like, and this might be cut out or whatever. I don't okay. know. But like, by, like when you, when I broke up with my ex, mm-hmm. like I was not thinking that I'm going to get married. Yeah. I mean, the next person I'm going to date is my going to be my wife. Right. Like that just didn't cross my mind. Yeah. It was like, I'm probably not going to get married. Well, I'm kind of a big deal. So. <laughs> And like, I, but that's my thought process. Right. It wasn't, I wasn't of the mind of like, I need to check this off. Yeah. And I and, mean, believe me, I was not thinking yeah, I was going to get married whenever. No, I think we both had, you know, just broken up with those exes that were just like, Ugh. yeah, like, <laughs> it just was a bad time. It was, it was not a good relationship. Either one no. of us were in. And so once we got out of that, it was about us. We focused on ourselves, like trying to better ourselves. Yeah. And that's kind of what attracted the whole relationship to happen, I think, because yeah. we were focused on ourselves and not even thinking or worried about marriage. And that's when it comes into your life. The only really. thing that I did know is that I didn't want a repeat of whatever what was happening at the time. Yeah. So um, I think that was, I think, the most important piece of communication that I shared with you at the time. Because I was just like, this is, these are the things that I am not going to put up with. If you don't like it, yeah. you can go. And I was like, and you can have that choice. I'm not trying to be a bitch. But like no, I have great. I had standards for my life. And it was like, either you think I'm good enough for that or you don't. And yeah. I'm cool with it either way. But I can't spend my time with you if you're not gonna be down for this type of respect that I need. And that was life. decided on very early. Yeah. Very quickly. You, you presented that to me and, and I had a choice to make in that time. Life's yeah. all about choices. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could have chosen, you know what, I don't want to deal with that and I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I just got out of one. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was just a feeling. Like I trusted that feeling mm-hmm. of just this this is the right situation. Like Well, you probably I knew it. I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm assuming you you knew that I was a serious person. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I think that makes it a a, a big difference. Like sometimes you date girls or you know, you meet girls that they're just really not that serious. They're like into partying or, you know. I don't know. I just think it's good to to know what your standards are. Yeah. On both ends, because you know you could have told me the same thing too, and I could have been like, you know what, peace. I'm gonna bounce, or you know what, I respect that, and I'm on the same page. I think people would in be- a way I did though, because like well, I had my music, so I yeah, always presented did. that as like this is a priority in my life. You and did. This is what I love to do. Yeah, absolutely did. So the time has to be there for me to do this. Yeah. And it's gonna cut into our relationship mm-hmm. time. You're right. And you had to be cool with that. And, so, and I was because I was like, bring your keyboard and your speakers and yeah, make beats here. Exactly. Just chill here. See, you were open to that. And that showed me a lot yeah. because nobody ever told me that. I was like, bring it. Like no girl that I've ever dated yeah. ever said that. Like mm-hmm. So that's awesome. You're welcome. That's the key right Told there. you it was a big deal. That I'd be able to bring your keyboard. <laughs> be able to bring your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, one. sure. Yeah. No. And I would just like enjoy it i just enjoyed your process but but no i think that was important like and then you wanted to move to atlanta yeah and that's another thing too you did we didn't try to change whatever plans we had in the works before then like because i was wanting to move to atlanta even like a year before that Mm -hmm. and then the opportunity just came up to do that yeah and i encouraged you shortly after we met yeah and you encouraged me too Mm -hmm. and we were like i don't know how this is gonna work but we need to do it it wasn't it was never an issue to stop the relationship. No. That was never the, like an option. And and to be honest, I didn't know until you were gone for what, like six weeks or maybe more than that. Yeah. Um, you were already in Atlanta for several weeks and I didn't even know then if I was going to move with you. Yeah. Because I was like, this is crazy. 
I don't really even know this guy. Yeah. Um, we were, but I, it was kind of like a love is blind situation because we ended up being long distance and I had to trust you. And we talked a lot on the phone and then, you know, we really got to know each other in that time. And then it was like, okay, well, when I go see him, what, what, for like, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or something. Anyways, yeah. I went to go see you, and I was like, well, let me see how I feel. Because yeah. I'd, I'd had that situation before. came in before. October, I remember that. Oh, okay. And, but I've had a situation like that where I was long distance with someone, yeah. saw them again, and I just didn't feel the same. It's weird, It was like, yeah. it gets really weird. So I was like, okay, if I get there and I feel like, oh, I don't want him to hug me, yeah. then I'll know that it's not going to happen. But then when I did go, it was super exciting, and I was so happy, and yeah. I was just like, okay, this could actually work. It, it didn't feel like we had been, a, it, we were apart that long, yeah. but it didn't physically feel like no. we were once we got together again. No. It wasn't, there wasn't any awkwardness, or, or, and that's a good way to yeah. test a relationship mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Long distance. So it was really unusual how we like got together and mm-hmm. made it work. Made it work somehow. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. And it was all built on trust, though, mm-hmm. initially, because- well, we like, both wanted marriage eventually. Yeah. And like, I was honest with you yeah. like, about anything, even if a girl was trying to talk to me yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> or exes reaching out. Exes reaching out. Yeah. There was no hidden conversations None. that I had yeah. going on with them. That was awesome. And because I wanted to show you that, yeah. you know, and that's something a lot of dudes won't do. No, they want to go have fun, girl. especially in Atlanta. <laughs> Dude, I know your friends are probably like, come on, man, let's go out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely yeah. wanted me to be the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> a few times, but. So. So, yeah, I think you were talking about this earlier, and I kind of want to go back to it. Okay. It was the subject of taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And things like that. But yeah. At different points in your life, you had to do that. I think, like, all the time in my yeah. life. Because, like, from as far back as I can remember, but, like. I guess the more recently is like right after high school, right away, like two weeks after high school, I like left my hometown with like no money yeah, and like moved in with my brother in San Antonio and had to get a job right away. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing after high school. Like, what do you do? How do you know how to get a job? I know. Anyways, so that kind of thing, getting into college, did that myself. Yeah. Um moving to all kinds of places, Colorado, Oklahoma, Atlanta, New York, and back and forth all over the place. Yeah. Like, And that was in your early 20s that you did that? Yeah, all throughout my 20s. <clears throat> throughout my 20s. I moved yeah. like 15 to 20 times. I can't really that's remember. Crazy. I know. That's crazy. No, that's, that's, that's awesome, though, because like, that's kind of what you did when you moved to Atlanta. I mean, you took a leap of faith to yeah. be with me there. Right. I, I was taking a leap of faith with my music. Yeah. And together, we were just trying to make... It's a constant relationship work. Just throwing yourself out there. Yeah. If you want your life to be, I guess, interesting or confusing, or I'm not saying, I mean, every life's kind of interesting, right? But I'm just saying, like, for like for me, that meant getting outside of my little bubble that I yeah. knew my whole life and, like, trying different things, learning different jobs. I've been a banker. I've been a teacher. You know, I've been, I don't know, what else? You've been a... Well, a museum. Oh, yeah. Like, I worked at the museum. Supervisor. You had the supervisor. Key. I worked at a tech company. Yeah. Like, I've done all these things. And then I'm an artist. Yeah. You know, that's what essentially it came down to. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't have a job right now. And that was a leap of faith, too, to that quitting your job. That was, too. Quitting my job. I, I mean, initially, it was to take care of my mom, right? Because she was getting really bad. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to take care <laughs> of her. And, and so I was like, okay, we can do this. But, like, and then she passed away. And I was like, well, I still don't want to go back to work. Yeah. And, you know, because I kind of can't. I don't feel like I can actually be in society normally. Like, I don't care about the things that people care about right now. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, I get that. So, uh, so, yeah, it's like I'm still taking that leap of faith right now, even doing the podcast or doing anything. Um, yeah. Going to the therapist, like, that's it's the only way to get to any kind of success, I guess. Any kind of resolution on, on things you're working on, too. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> that's taken a leap of faith too, actually for me as well mm-hmm. in a way, because it's allowing me to let you create things yeah. for yourself instead you of really are having to work for a company, yeah. you know, and that's, it's fine to work for a company. That's totally, some people love to do that yeah. and they can live their life like that. It's but, comfortable. It's safe. But after you left San Antonio, moved to Atlanta yeah, and had different experiences and, and then, 
ended up quitting your job and obviously COVID and everything like mm-hmm. changing the game completely for everybody. Yeah. That's when you were at your best is when you take those. I feel out. like that's what it got. I got addicted to a little yeah. bit because it feels, you feel the most alive when you're like <sighs> trying to get out of, yeah. you know, just trying to do your own thing and trying to figure out who you are and what is it that you're passionate about, what you're happy about, like doing every day. Like I went from trying everything. I tried writing a book. I've, I've tried writing a couple books. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tried learning um, Italian. You remember That's, that? I remember that. Yeah. I, I was learning Italian for several weeks, and that was really cool. And then I was I was about to give up. I was just like, I can't. I don't know what to do with my life. Nothing's yeah. clicking. I don't know. But you didn't feel like that was success. Like I didn't feel like that was success. Those things at the yeah. time, no. But now looking back, that was so awesome that was a lot of good stuff exactly but in the moment you're like i suck at this i can't finish this i don't finish anything and that's like one of the biggest things for me is like i always feel like i start something and don't finish but even with that like you'll look back later and be like hey i dabbled in that and that was cool because you can always come back to it too later yeah and you don't know how it's going to intertwine with your new interests and like do new things. I don't know. I exactly. think it's cool to just explore and try things, even if you're not going to be the best, even if you're not going to be like make money off of it. And that's like <laughs> the perfect example is what we're doing right now. Yeah. With this podcast. Yeah. We just kind of, it's been kind of in the works for a little bit. I would say a couple of years, actually, even yeah. in New York, we would talk about different conversations and like that we had that were just really good most of the time pillow talk i felt like we would lay there and like going to sleep we would think of the weirdest stuff to talk about i I was like if we just had a microphone right here that's kind of weird (laughs) every time like that would happen so it was like kind of a joke at first it was and then it was kind of introduced like well maybe i should be on camera more or do like yeah videos you didn't want to do it producer type things like for my music you know yeah I just wasn't into that, you mm-hmm. know. I was, you know, more introverted, more shy, and yeah. not putting myself out there. Like you wanted that. the music to speak for itself. Yeah, I just didn't want to like pursue that in that yeah. way, and it just wasn't, wasn't clicking for me. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I guess I was just afraid of like sharing myself with people, like personal things. Well, you got to trust the timing. Yeah, when it comes to that. Yeah, because now you are exactly so. <laughs> It's like, who knows why? Maybe you're still learning who you were. I think just being more confident in who I am right now, like just, but it's different than it was mm-hmm. just a few years ago, you know? We've been around, we've moved around, we lived in New York City, another leap of faith. Me working on like my instrumental album, like that was yeah. a leap of faith to do that. Cause I wasn't even really thinking to do that at the time. That was more, you pushed me to do that and work with all my brothers friends musicians and all that yeah that, that was, was that was me my idea <laughs> <laughs> but it just felt right yeah even in trying and failing it was working and progressing towards something just making me stronger like mm-hmm. to do stuff like this now even more i think even also just to kind of create <clears throat> thick skin to prepare you for something you might be lining yourself up for because you're gonna get a lot of rejection if you really go for something that is like not quote-unquote normal like Chances are you're going to get a lot of no's and you might never see a yes. So it's like you got to have that thick skin to continue to pursue that thing that you love and do the just do the things that you love. Not even if it's not even you're pursuing something. It's like just enjoying and doing it. But like having a thick skin to continue that knowing that like it might never be a thing. It might never win anything. But when you do (laughs) win, it's like when you do have moments of success or like recognition and stuff, it's, it's that much better. It is. But it's also kind of easy to like keep moving forward, like not hold on to those little wins and like, you know, peak. You're just like, okay, that was awesome. And that felt good. You start not reacting to even the successes when you, when you take more chances and risk. Cause you're so used to failure, you know, like, Mm -hmm. That you can just overcome anything. Yeah. So, like, you know that that doesn't mean anything either, too. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it, like, to have that attitude. Yeah, and that's a liberating thing, not a yeah. negative thing. Exactly, because in any success you have, it kind of gives you a little boost, you know, and you're like, oh, it kind of boosts you up a little too much, though, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it can. Where you can think, like, oh, I'm but doing great. But it can great. humble you real quick right yeah, after. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and it won't, like... Because that doesn't last. Success is like just short term. It's, it's a, a moment. Hit. Yeah, it's a dopamine hit. 
And that's what you get. You know, you got a placement or you sold a painting for mm-hmm. $10,000, something like that. Yeah. It'll get a lot of likes on Facebook, mm-hmm. on social media, but at the end of the day, it won't. Well, because everybody keeps moving on. Yeah. You know? Everyone just moves on. They don't dwell on that either. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep. So you got to make that the positive. You exactly. got to make that the. The hell yeah, things keep moving right along, right? (laughs) Moving right along, exactly. Exactly. And that's what we've been doing, just getting outside of our comfort zones and just having fun with it too. That's the biggest thing I've learned this past. I'm so much happier. Few months. Having a lot more fun, feeling like alive and just like realizing that you're alive. I don't want to get too like matrixy on you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just realizing that you're here in this whatever world that this is and like do something, maybe have some fun, like explore it a little bit, make some choices that maybe other people aren't making, but maybe work for you, make you happy. Yeah. Live a little bit, live a little bit in a, in a different way. If you want to, if you got that little bit, you know, and by any means, if, if your thing is like to do the normal blueprint, good American thing that's awesome too yeah there's so much happiness in that and there's so much positivity and community and doing things that's like big groups of people i mean people are just like i love when i see communities come together and do things yeah i i actually envy that because we move around so much that i don't have like community yeah but like that's not what i'm chasing though and that's okay for me. Yeah. And that's okay for other people too. We live in a time now where that's a lot more acceptable too. Yeah. Thank to God. not actually just follow the blueprint of yeah. what most people are doing. And that's okay. Like what they're doing is going to always be around. That's what keeps everything going. But mm-hmm. what we're doing is trying to actually like create something that's mm-hmm. also going to be around too. Yeah. We won't have kids to pass down and like keep it going, no. but we will have our art and our creations out there exactly forever for anyone to hear i mean that's yeah i mean no matter what it's it's out there it's made the paintings have been made the music (laughs) has been posted exactly (laughs) so it's there and that's might not mean a lot to other people but it's okay okay. (laughs) it's like just your own perspective yeah you did it it's something you can you put your name on this day. <laughs> I didn't want to go with that <laughs> office quote, but it's kind of like the truth. <laughs> you got to love funny. the office, man. You got to use yeah. those quotes. I know. Okay. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> we were talking about taking a leap of faith, overcoming adversity. That's going to be one of the recurring themes of this podcast, too. I think as it goes along, as it's called moving right along, I mean, every year presents new challenges for us. Yeah. And something we have to overcome. Now we're accustomed to it. And I think that's where we're more like just resilient to things that happen. I mean, I don't even know if there's any better words for that. Because I couldn't have never imagined living a life with such variety, you know, when before I met you. Yeah. Like I knew bad things could happen, but that's as much variety as I understood. But like with all the opportunities that we've kind of created for ourselves and stumbled upon exactly um you know it all ends up becoming part of this massive story that's really interesting and enlightening and inspiring and motivating you know that's one of the the biggest things i love about what i do you know on social media is like yeah you know sharing those types of experiences and my thought processes on stuff and people reaching out being like, man, you inspired me to do this or you inspired me to do that. If I never would have, you know, I'm so glad that I found your page because now I'm doing this. You know, I mean, that really feeds me. I don't get paid off it. Yeah. You know, and but when I think about my life and like purpose and, you know, all those good feelings and stuff, I think about the times that people tell me that I helped them change their lives in some way. And you can't put a price on that. Definitely not, no. I know, you tell me a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Where you get DMs from people like friends or... People I don't even know. People you don't even know that have just seen you on social media and have been inspired by what you've overcome. Like, I don't think that's anything to be taken lightly. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's oh, an amazing thanks, impact. Babe. And... Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and that's, that's important to hear. And I'll say that because I do appreciate it because, you know, I don't think we tell people how great they are as often as we should. I know. And like hearing that now while I'm alive and stuff. And when you do tell me often, it just makes me feel like, like I'm not a loser because you know, you can sit there all day and like right now I don't have a job. I don't have a regular job. Um, not bringing in any, you know, big funds right now. Yeah. Um, cause I've been slowing down with the art and everything, but mm-hmm. like I can sometimes feel like, man, I suck at this or I'm a burden or I should be doing better. I should be finding this job or I should be, you know, just, just go back to the rat race or whatever. But you know, when, when you point that out, I'm just like, Oh, I am still, important here you have value to i have the value world, like, yeah that you're bringing and yeah. it's like that's amazing so. but i just wish like you know if people hear this this part the segment or hear this at all that they and if they feel the same or have ever felt the same that maybe they they sit back and like think man i am valuable like these are the people's lives that i touch and like you know I'm kind of, I'm actually a big deal, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I think we put too much, or society puts too much on somebody's accomplishments, what they've reached, like, financially, especially. Oh, yeah. Their job title, their, you know, what kind of car they drive or clothes they wear and all this stuff. And it's like, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's, it's fun to collect things. It shouldn't, it's f- totally fine to do that, yeah. but it shouldn't be your only thing in, that you're chasing after, you know? Yeah, because it, you'll never have enough. Yeah. You'll and never so, get enough. You'll never buy enough And the people things. that don't have that think that, well, because I don't have that, mm-hmm. I'm not being a value to like this yeah. world and stuff. And that's bullshit, you know, because like they are. Yeah. If they are bringing some positivity like you said right. you're inspiring if you're not hurting people. anybody if you're if you're walking forward with you know positive intention and you mean to bring light and love to people then you're making a difference already exactly one of my favorite things to do is like when we go through drive throughs or yeah. if i go through a drive through by myself i just tell the person in the window some kind of compliment yeah. Like their nails or I love their energy. I notice you do that. Or, <laughs> yeah. That's good. You know, just something because, you know, they work hard all day and stuff. And I just want them to feel like a little bit of like, oh, man, that was nice. Just trying to be nice. Yeah. Nice person. Yeah. And it's like it could pick. It could change somebody's day and make them like, you know, they might have been having a bad day. They might have been at the end of their rope and they might be like, actually, there's a little bit of a nice person out there. That's cool. You never know. It's so like easy to just not do that though. and it's kind of selfish for me because i love it like it makes me feel really good yeah. it makes me like feel like you know kind of like man i got energy from that i don't know i just like manipulating reality because one day you can be one thing yeah and then the next day you can be another you know and and nobody's really there to say i mean sure everybody could say no you're not right. but like yeah yeah kind of i'm kind of that guy who does this now you know Exactly. Person. People either take it for what it is mm-hmm. or they, they don't. And, but you go, you just keep going. Mm-hmm. They can accept it or not. 